Okay, this uh, this little podcast interview is coming to you from a, uh, a parking area just west of Amarillo, Texas. Uh, I've got Cole Thompson on the line here. He, uh, he went ahead of me. He's actually air quoting home, I guess, uh, Chloe's home in Decatur, Texas there. Cole, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm surprised you pushed all the way through. Yeah, yeah. I uh, left uh, the stadium around 12.30 Saturday night, drove till 3 a.m., got out, drove all day, and got here uh, this this morning um, about 9 o'clock just uh- before the ice hit. Yeah, and I was just going to say, we were just talking before we started recording here that sounds like I'm heading towards a bit of ice. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's up there yet, but it, it was, um, when I drove through last night, I seen snow and, and, and temperatures that I hadn't seen since I left Canada uh, back in December, so <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, I'm pulled over here right now and it's minus six, so that doesn't, it's not making sense. Kind kind of like that kind of like that second 250 race on the weekend. That didn't make sense either. Oh man, from high to low, it's, uh, I, I've kind of been riding uh, or thinking about it this this whole weekend. Uh, obviously, um, that first main event was pretty cool to just kind of be in in a good battle with the whole thing, and um, nobody really made mistakes in the first one. Like nobody up front really had any mistakes. Nobody had any crashes, and. Uh, I was able to get a ninth, and I was pretty pumped with it. I was able to pass some of the guys that I wanted to beat. And yeah, yeah, but you say that, um, dude, dude. There was a group ahead of you of like five guys. There was a big group up there that you could have been with in a little more time. Like you were closing in on them. There, were, you could have well, made another lap, a couple more passes. Yeah, that's what I was gonna do. My next thing is, is I gotta pick my start. Um, I think round one and now I haven't improved on my starts I've been able to kind of snake my way through on the opening laps and you can only do it so many times and then you kind of find yourself getting caught up into other riders or people making mistakes and that's kind of how the how it went sort of the whole weekend the first start wasn't great but it was good enough to kind of just be around that top 10 mark and I was able to make a few passes and get inside the top 10 which was cool and then uh, the second one I too far back and and people that were ahead of me in the first one had crashes and bad starts too so it was frustrating because if i had got out to a decent start i could have you know possibly had an even better finish or at least stayed in the top 10 to set myself up better for the third one well i didn't see i kind of wanted to move around over by the mechanics area in that second one because like i say man that was like up was down down was up it was just insane what was going on there like yeah were you i wanted to see what your uh, mechanic was telling you did you know that all the guys had fallen and what was going on so like obviously i've known that there were some crashes and um i just honestly my crash was the simplest crash like this is what's funny about it, the, the weekend. I mean, now that I'm safe and healthy, I can get kind of funny, is I have not crashed my bike at all, like in, in months. And I had the simplest crash in the main event too. I literally just split, Ken Roxon the exact same thing I did, except I just didn't save it. Ken Roxon split out before the finish and, and saved it. Oh, right, yeah. In the, in the second main event. And I did the exact same thing. And when I went down, uh, I, um, I got hit, I think ropes ran into me. And then when I got up, it took me a bit to start my bike. I just was kind of slow to get up. And I was a little frustrated. I was trying to catch up, trying to catch up. And I was able to get 16th, which was still positive in the fact that obviously, like, you know, I was able to get a few positions. 
rather than being just 20th or whatever I was when I crashed. And then I kind of had an idea that I needed to be inside the top 10 to have a top 10 finish. Like there was an opportunity still there in the main event three because of the crashes from other riders and people being kind of scrambled. So going into the third main event, I was like, I got to execute start, got to execute start. And and one of those things where you're like, as a racer, you put so much pressure on yourself. And and usually when I do, I can, you know, focus and get it. And they, I was popped the clutch and came out of the gate, probably two bike lengths behind them because of my execution was so bad. (laughs) I was like, all right, here we go again. And honestly, I was probably third or fourth from last at one point and just, did my best to pick guys off consistently every lap and then I found myself with like three laps to go or two laps to go in a position to be ahead of Walsh and I, I knew he was kind of around the area of like of point wise I was so I was like and I seen A-Rod was kind of coming back into you know like clutches and I'm like man if I can get Walsh and then maybe have not and I was just desperate so I had a moment right before the mechanic there I had a good swap coming out of the sand and I luckily saved that one and then I was still going for it and came over right after the finish, that first rhythm section, jumped into the rut. And as soon as I jumped in, I knew I was not straight for the one that I was going for. And I just kept the thing pinned. And I was like, if it's going to go, it's going to go. And it didn't. It shot me right. And as soon as it shot me right, I was like, oh, boy. I didn't know if I was going to crash on that impact, but I actually rode that impact out. And then when I hit the berm, I flipped over the berm. And luckily, man, like one of those crashes, I got up and I'm like, nothing hurting I'm like that's a win that's a win in itself like that's that's the greatest gift you can get you know usually when you have those kind of get offs it's like the bike will smack you your game your wrist or your knee or your leg whatever and I was able to get up and I was like all right, get back on the bike finish the ride and um, as bad as it went 14th you know had two crashes in in, in main event or two crashes in main event two and in three and you know 14th is not great obviously but speed wise it was good it was a good weekend it was a positive weekend speed wise well okay there's a a couple of things here that i got to back up and talk about because it maybe didn't feel as sketchy on the bike because sometimes it doesn't as when you're watching but that one where you went almost into the mechanics area dude that was that was pretty violent and really close to catastrophe (laughs) Yeah, well, when I shot me sideways, I was like, oh, man, like, the first thing I thought of was going into the mechanics themselves, and it was so fast there all weekend, and I was like, as soon as I landed and it strained out on me, it was like that in itself, normally, like, I would just calm down from there and and just kind of ride it home, but I was still, you know, like, all right, I got to keep pushing, like, that's, you know, what what the, the greats do kind of thing, the guys that are doing it week in and week out you know up front they're you know getting sketchy but still pushing and that's kind of when I saved it I was like all right just keep going like think about it later and then when I watched it back I was like man that could have been absolute disaster oh did you see some video of that you know did you actually see some video of that yeah so the guy that does the team for the videos for the team he actually caught both of them he caught the one the swap and the crash and he got them both on film for it and the, the swap went to me because I remember how it felt and then watching the video, it looked bad in the video, but how it felt was way more violent. Oh, really? In the video, okay. I was just like, oh, it was one of those ones where, like, you know, I was already embracing the the bike to slap the ground and me to go flying into the, you know, the mechanics basically. 
Yeah, no, it was, I, I wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't shooting video. I was shooting just still photos at the time. And I'm like, oh man, I wish I got that on video. I'm glad, to, glad your guy did there. That's, that's good. Cause yeah, that was sketchy. But then in that same race, like you were catching up and catching up. Like you said, it took you so long to get by a, uh, uh, Walsh there. And then the one time after the dragon's back, you finally caught up to him. Then he stood you up. Like you, you tried to get inside, but he cut in and you, and you had to, then you lost the ground again. And you had to try to make it all yeah. up again. And, oh man. It was, and that's kind of where it goes back to start too. Is like, there's a lot of guys that I'm grouped up with right now that we're all kind of around the same speed. But if you get a start on them, it's no different than like any type of racing. Like as a racer, if you're three seconds, like a Jet Lawrence prime example, if you're like three seconds quicker than, you know, a guy like myself, you're going to go by me no problem. Jet will find a spot to pass me and be on his way. But like, that's the difference. Jet Lawrence is like, elite and like you know McAdoo there's a bunch of them that are like really really good at what they do but then there's a group like I say like you know like maybe six, seven, eight, nine, ten. that like that's the group I want to be in right now and, and, and realistically like we're all kind of like within half a second neither half a second quicker or right. I'm you know within half a second whatever it is if I can get a start in front of them it gives me an opportunity right now I'm not even giving myself the opportunity to even see if I can beat them right not even a fair chance you know trying to trying to come through and and by the time you do like you said in the first one there there was a group of guys uh just up ahead but i wasn't even near that group because i was you know still working my way through right and i just how the, how weird that night was in that first race i mean in that battle with uh, phil nicoletti you got by him and, and and went away and he led for most of the most of the other one yeah i couldn't believe it so i knew it was still and not his teammate because his teammate hit me and we went we both kind of went down together like he, he stayed up but he ran into the front of me when i split out and i was like i could see the club bike and i'm like that's still and i could see the gap and i was like that i i honestly i didn't know if he went on to win it because i kind of lost track of where he was at but for a while there i was like wow like i mean good for him i mean that's that's awesome to see because i mean I've been kind of comparing myself in that group of where he's at, and it was good to see, like, obviously, you know, Duke got a start and was riding good. I can't take yep. anything away from him. And even when he raced me in that first one, like, he raced hard. Like, and I think probably seeing, you know, the 83 and the Thompson probably was like, you know, he didn't want to get beat, and I didn't want to get beat by him kind of thing. Right. I think it was good. Like, he didn't race dirty, and I didn't race dirty. Like, we raced fair and hard and stuff, and it was good. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't worried about him coming in to t-bone me and I, I think it's same for him like i wasn't going to do anything to him he made a mistake i think on the first rhythm lane uh right after the dragon's back and i was able to get him and then man the whole time i could just hear him and then i got kelly <laughs> and then i was between kelly and and Lope, and and i was like trying to go like get away but at the same time it's like lopes is a good rider so I'm kind of caught in the middle, and then both made a mistake, and as soon as I got low, so I was like, all right, pin it to the end, and then I actually caught up to McAdoo, and then McAdoo was obviously riding injured, so he's just out there trying to get it done, and I was just like, oh, man, that first one was hectic. I got done that first one, I was like, <laughs> all right, could we, could we just call that a main event and be, be done from here? Like, that was that was gnarly. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a wild night for sure. But we have to, uh, obviously we have to talk about the, the little bit of a, well, no, I wouldn't call it a panic, but it was obviously a rush moment there when you went out for sight lap before that, uh, before that last one there. And obviously something was wrong with your front end. Can you take us through what, what, what happened there? What was all that about? So the, in the second one, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but my front wheels got 
either like misaligned or something like the the spokes or something. I could feel a wobble to it. So I pretty much cut my sight last right like short. I, I, I basically did the, the the start and then just the first rhythm lane that I cut right back to the mechanics area to get the wheel changed. But my mechanic was over on the line waiting for me to come back <laughs> and then the uh see my teammates mechanic see me there. I didn't know where the cart was. I didn't know where anyone was. Nobody expected me back. And then, luckily, uh, uh, Justin Starling's dad was there, and he was like, all right, you got two minutes. You use talent, kind of keep track of time. And got the <laughs> the wheel swap. But then I didn't know who had my gloves, so I walked over to the mechanic, and I swapped gloves after the hot lap. My hands sweat so much. <laughs> right. And then I had to go back over, find my gloves, get my goggles. And then I actually... I was pretty calm going the gate and everything like that. And I thought I was like, one of those things where like your heart rate's kind of already up because of everything going on. You're like, all right, I'm going to be, I'm going to time this gate and rip a whole shot. And uh, <laughs> it didn't go that way for me. I did another horrible start. No, it was, but, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, at the time I was, yeah, at the time I was, um, I was just happy that we got the wheel on there. And, I, and then I felt like, you know, I, I felt good racing it and stuff. I wasn't thinking about it when I was out there because um, the other one, I, and I think I would have been fine with the other one. It just had a bit of a funny feeling when I when I jumped that first rhythm lane. I was like, just something feels weird. I just, if, if, you know, in the rate like being a racer, you just, if anything's in the back of your head, you're like, if something's wrong, you're just like, no, switch it. Yeah, something wrong with the front wheel. Yeah, you don't need that. You don't need to head into a Supercross main with that going on. Yeah, and I, honestly, I don't even know if it, it could have been, you know, uh, some dirt on the rim or just, it's something felt different. I just it went into my head and I was like, let's just we had the spare wheels down there. Let's just use it. So we did it, and it was a uh, good practice for the team. Good practice for me. We uh, we knew we could execute a front wheel swap between the hot lap and the main event. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, good I'm- job by the team. Good job by the team. Yeah, I just stood there with uh, recording on my phone, and uh, everyone stayed pretty cool. You even stayed cool going to get your gloves, and obviously it's a panic when your hands are sweating yeah. and the gloves are tight. You're just trying to get those on. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, but- no, that's uh, I was um, I was I was as confused as everyone else. Probably me coming back early. I was like, all right, well, I got some time here, but then uh, at the same time, we got to get it get it done. But they did good. They they're on it. Um, and then after the race, they asked me, and we kind of just debriefed on that. I I said just check out the wheel make sure everything's good and if, if, if you know nothing's wrong then then all's good but better safe than sorry no absolutely for sure man yeah well, especially since it got done in time that was that was okay but we got to we got to talk about those stars because i mean you were kind of going over to the inside and then that one there you're over near the middle i thought okay you know let's see if this works better but then it didn't work out better what uh i mean are you hoping going down the inside to get what do you uh, what are you hoping for for better jumps obviously but then uh, what was what's going on there if your starts uh yeah, right now to be completely blunt with you, it's just my it's it's on me just not executing them. I can execute them during the week and stuff really good. Um, I think right now I'm just overthinking it like crazy, and uh, you know obviously like uh, the first two or no the first one I had uh, the option to go to the inside and I felt like playing the odds. There was a lot of factory bikes that were on the inside part of the gate so I figured you know one of those guys is going to go into the first corner pretty hot and like we've seen in San Diego there where the star guys came together right? and the outside guys got collected I kind of felt the same about that start being kind of tight that somebody might stack it up and wasn't the case I think everyone got through and all, all three mains safe and, and good but I just played odds and then in the second one obviously the first start worked out somewhat alright I figured go back to the inside but again didn't get off the gate quick enough and then I kind of was 
between, I think it was Nicoletti and, and I, I want to say somebody else on the right of me, maybe a, a, a star bike, and they were, you know, gone out of the gate right off, right, right as soon as it dropped. And then in the third one, I just took the, the, the best gate. I felt it was either far outside or in that middle gate that I was in that didn't have the best rut, but I figured position, it was in a good position that maybe I could get off the gate quick enough to get over that rut and be in a good spot. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, so so now, okay, so that's, uh, that's well, I'll call it the Western Swing. we got to come back for Oakland or whatever, too. But uh, all in all, it seemed like to me watching, there looked like an awful lot of progression. You look more comfortable, more aggressive and stuff. Like, are you, is that what you're taking away from these first three rounds? Yeah, no, exactly. Thank you. Um, it was uh, the first first two, I felt like I made it. Between one and two, I made a good jump, and, and, and two and three, I felt like I made even more of a jump. It's just seat time. Like I even said to the team, I said for me, like uh, obviously being away from the series for six years or whatever it was, and then coming back last year and, and having that short stint, and then missing, you know, the last twelve rounds, and then getting back into it this year. Yes, I, I mean on paper I've raced a lot, and that should be well experienced but it's hard to replicate that you know you go to the practice track you hit your motos you hit your marks and you know a lot of people can probably vouch for this at the practice track you can feel so good on the bike and and, and I, I really have I've had an awesome off season I've rode with some good guys even like at the test track at Yamaha I've been riding with the you know the factory star boys um Ferrandis and Tomac and you feel so good at the practice track and then it race day it's hard to sometimes replicate that feeling when it's a new track, different dirt, you're out with other riders, you're you're gauging yourself off time right from the, the first practice. And getting over that mentally this weekend was just taking it one practice at a time. I started off the day a bit slower. And then as soon as it came to time qualifying, I was like, this is, this is race because that's how you get into the night show. And I'm like, this is a race, no, no time wasted. And was able to do both time qualifying practices kind of like a race as I'm sure a lot of people did and just focused on just executing a good lap and I did that got myself you know back into that top 10 bubble of where I wanted to be and that kind of set the tone going into the first first main for me so yeah I think the the progression's coming um like anything it's confidence is momentum so I, I I have a bit of momentum on my side even though the results on paper wasn't great this weekend uh riding wise I made a lot of passes. I made progression every single race, and uh, I think it'll it'll continue to build. I just got to keep myself healthy and not make a mistake like I did. Yeah, for sure. For people who just who maybe have didn't get to see it, and obviously they're not showing you on the TV broadcast the whole time, the numbers and the results don't uh, tell the story. Like you said, you made tons of passes. You were up with guys that you haven't been up with and stuff like that, and looked comfortable, like and ready to make passes. And then also qualifying we just briefly mentioned that you went 2020 this week you qualified 11th so i mean there's obviously like you said you treated it like a race and it uh, it paid off yeah i mean i had to i think everyone knows the lcq is kind of unpredictable and i <laughs> felt bad my teammate kind of had an off day in qualifying and um you know you get out to the lcq and and things happen you know uh there, there's there's a lot of good riders in that lcq that probably you know same thing they were you know maybe overthinking it or or having a little bit of a off practice and it was tight i think if you look at the top 18 it would have been the closest top 18 this far like 
bit far into the season. Um, it was only like, you know, two, maybe three seconds between 18 riders, which normally is like a five-second or four-second window. It, it, it was really close this weekend. So for me, like, I was aware of that, and that that was kind of the difference. I was like, I wasn't taking any chances of being in a, in a race that, you know, it's traditionally a, a shorter crashes happen, bad start, whatever it was. I was just like, no, just take care of it during the day so I can give myself the best chance for, for the mains. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, okay, well, okay, so now obviously the, the schedule is a little screwy now because now we go uh, Houston, then we go to Florida, and then we go back to Oakland and stuff. So what, uh, are you staying there in Texas now until Oakland, or what are you, you going to do? Yeah, um, I'll probably head to Florida um, uh, once, once the weather clears and stuff like that. And then uh, I'll, ba- I'll base myself around Florida, Georgia area. I'd like to go back up to my buddy Stu's place for a bit, All which right. is in Carolina. Um, yeah, it's a super cross track. And it's always like going there. It's like feels like a little bit like a piece of home just because it's like uh, Stu's like a, like, I say he's like another brother. He's Stu like Baylor, we're talking. Even though he's younger. Stu Baylor, right? Yeah, Stuart Baylor. Yeah. Stuart Bailey, he's a year younger than me, but I said he feels like my big brother. Just, it's funny. He's just, he's it, it, an awesome person to be around. So, I'd like to go there for a bit, and then, um, yeah, just have fun. Keep, uh, keep obviously training, riding, and, and staying in shape. And, and with these rounds kind of being split up now, we have uh, Oakland, and then there's a bit of a break. Um, you know, maybe seeing about doing some more races in between then, and then kind of staying fresh on the bike. Um, rather than just taking taking the whole time off, but right now I just have a 250 with me, and uh, if I want to race the 450 class, I got to race on the 250. So kind of like taking it day by day and, and seeing what the schedule lines up with uh, the races I have to do back out west before I decide. Okay, we well, kind of answered that question, but what would uh, looking at the yeah. 450 in the east is there a preference? Like, would you want to do something like Daytona, or would you stick to more like an indoor type track? What would you What would your preference be? Yeah, it kind of. I don't know, like we talked about it, you know, you always ask me about it. I think <laughs> I, I do ride the 450 well enough that, I mean, obviously, like, I've, you know, raced in Canada on the 450 and done well on the 450 in Arena Cross, Supercross in Canada and stuff, and I've never given myself the chance down here. Um, but not having the option now uh, and just only having a 250 to race, I don't know, it kind of, like, it motivates me to maybe try the, the, the 250 and try my hand just to at least see where I fit in and see if I can, you know, make stuff happen and, and, and be in the main event. Like, obviously, unless you're, you know, uh, a factory dude, you're, you're kind of not expecting to be much better than maybe, like, a, a top 15. Like, a, a top 15 in a 450 main event would be a win. You know what I mean? Or even right. just in the main event would be a win. So it's a different, a whole different approach, I think, in that 450 class than 250. And that being said, like, in the 250 Right now, like I, I feel like I'm finally getting somewhere, and it, it, it's starting to kind of like you know, bring some light. You know, the first round, and the second round, kind of like starting to see the progression. It's, it, it's motivating me to, to you know, to obviously get back, back to where I was years ago and stuff like that. But right. like I said, I mean, it's crazy. This is my 12th season now, and and like a lot of these kids that I'd be racing would have been just on 50s. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of young kids in the class, and at the same time, there's guys like Phil that, you know, Phil's older than me, and um, I seen PC just signed Chris Bloss, and he's coming back for the East Coast. And I said it's kind of inspiring to see, you know, guys like that, like Chris Bloss and, and Phil Nicoletti still doing it um, and doing it at a high level. 
and, and being competitive. So I'm like, you know, I kind of fit in the middle there. You know, there's the younger generation and there's those guys. And I'm like, it's inspiring that, you know, I'm still able to do it on my 12th season and, and be competitive. But, uh, you know, obviously, like, as a racer, you, you don't want to be just circulating out there. So my goal is to, you know, obviously to, to get get back up there and, and be, you know, with the best of them. Right. Hey, Chris Blows has to be careful. He's going he's gonna to retire as often as uh, Ryan Lockhart if he's not careful. But, hey, so, but I was thinking since you're on a 250 and the 450 class, I was kind of wondering if you would probably not want to do Daytona, I'm assuming, then. You'd probably want to do something like a Nashville or a Jersey or something. Or what, what would you stadium-wise, what were you thinking? Yeah, I feel like the, the Daytona would <laughs> be favorable on the 450. Yeah. And it's hard to, like, traditionally Daytona's always a hard one to pass. I, I'm, like, I have mixed emotions. Like, I feel like I ride Daytona good, but then again, it goes back, I've never done good starts at Daytona, so it's always hard to come through the field when you're, you know, buried there. So, I don't know if it'd be one that would be favorable for me to do on the 250, but who knows? I mean, if, it, if it's a, it looking like a nice weekend, it would be you know, maybe a, a quick drive over and, and race it, but I no plans to as of right now. Well, what about this then, too? Since uh, your team is a 250 West team, does that mean we uh, pull yeah. Chloe back into action for the uh, mechanic? Yeah, there's been talks about it, huh? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it would be it would be good. I said I uh, I think I um, won over some people with her her being on the line with me last year. I said. Uh, I think people enjoyed the the seeing her up there with me, and it was a good time. Like last year was that was the the fun part was the weekends when we got to go racing, and uh, not that it isn't right now. Like it's good having you know that stuff taken care of with a lot less stress. I can tell you that much. But I mean, we had uh, we had some good finishes. Me and her, like I said, I'm like uh, kind of been comparing where I was last year to this year. You know, the the, the competition's different and the racing's different, but. I was doing pretty good last year, so maybe I have to bring her back. <laughs> All right, well, I'll make sure, because those are some fun photos I was getting getting to take as well, so that's, that was always good. Uh, yeah, I know some good pitches at the gate, her just uh, doing her thing, working uh, working the angles, working the camera. <laughs> that's right. All right, Cole, well, um, you made it safely cool. I've still, uh, man, I don't even know if I'm halfway yet. I guess I'm probably not, but uh, I've got a long way to go here, but I uh, appreciate you taking the time, man, and good luck with your time off good luck at the oakland and hopefully i'll see you because i won't pick it up again until daytona so hopefully i'll see you in the east on the gate somewhere that'll be great um do you want to thank anyone before hey you know what else i want to mention i had dinner in the uh solitaire heartbeat hot sauce pits saturday night and there were some amazing flavors who's in charge of doing the food it would have been i think so i believe it would have been uh ryan's wife I think you're right. Some of the cooking. I know Ryan, Ryan does some cooking too. They're, to be honest with you, it's quite impressive. They all uh, they all chip in and they all cook pretty good. I, I've seen Ryan cook breakfast for the guys several times, and then he does, after the night, he does burgers and stuff for them. So they all, like, food-wise, they have it dialed. Like, they, they all chip in um, and take care of their own. And then, obviously, it's like a, it's like a family, very family-oriented, you know, like um, Ryan's kids have been there for the last few weekends and stuff, and it's cool to see because obviously you know not many people uh get the get the opportunity to be at supercross but you know they they, they treat it like you know it's, it's coming together if they want to see me do good but they also want to see me have fun and it's it's cool to ride for a team like that that the i end up 14th at the end of the night and you know if i was on a a factory bike i don't think there'd be much laughing or you know hugging or 
you know, smiles going around, but we, we were just happy I was safe and happy to see the progress. And, and Ryan just wants the best for, you know, me and obviously my teammate, Nick. And I think that's so cool. Like, you know, like it, it, it's rare to find in the sport these days. It's hard to, it's hard to you know, um, obviously always enjoy it. And those guys do a really good job of, of making the most of the weekends and, and having a good time. So it's really awesome to ride for them. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I mean, it was, I mean, there was, it wasn't just boiled vegetables. It was, there were sauces, there were spices, there was, it was incredible. So. <laughs> it's some hot sauce. You gotta, you gotta try the, the big one, um, uh, the, the dill pickle. The dill pickle hot sauce has been the, the big hit so far. Well, I know all their stuff's really good, but the dill pickle one's the, the, the one everyone's been, uh, about. Well, I grabbed two. I grabbed two bottles, and I didn't grab the dill pickle. I grabbed that one, and I thought maybe Emily would like the uh, pineapple flavored one, so I grabbed those two. But uh, well, I'll try the dill pickle one next time. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, no, the guys, the guys at uh, um, at Hot Heartbeat, they've been uh, keeping the the pit dialed with uh, the sauces. It's funny to see all the people start coming back and like, oh man, I didn't, you know, didn't even know about this. And now they're all aware of it, so it's pretty cool to see someone uh, or. Uh, someone let that outside the sport come into the sport and bring something new to it. So it's really, really neat. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to let you go here, and I keep thinking of stupid things to talk about. I was uh, last night. I was looking for food. I was getting desperate, and I went, "Oh my God, there's a Taco Bell." So I went, all right, I ordered drive-through. Drove away, and I'm looking, I go, oh, my, they forgot to give me hot sauce, and I was so furious. I was going to call them. I was going to yell at them. I was going to turn back, and they went, oh, my God, I took two things of Heartbeat hot sauce. So I pulled over. I had to dig into my camera bag and gear and dig it out, and it was the best Taco Bell I've ever had with that hot sauce. There you go, and that's an honest review. That's not even, uh, you're not even paid to say that. Uh, no. It's good to hear. Yeah, I know. It's good. I, um... I don't eat hot sauce, like I'm not very spicy, but I, I have I have tried it and, and to be honest with you, like it's really good stuff and it's um like I think it was on uh they have a TV show, it was part of the T V show um a couple of years back, Hot Ones, like the interview show. Yeah, exactly. I was talking so to him, he said that's popular. really Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's a popular brand, like it's 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 well known and stuff and I just I didn't know because I, I don't you know, eat spicy stuff like me or my wife. Like we're very mild, but that stuff's very, very good. Like very flavorful and, and, and delicious. You wouldn't think of it as just a hot sauce. Yeah, no, no, I thought that was kind of a funny story. I'm a bit embarrassed that I ate uh, Taco Bell along the way here, but uh, they make it difficult that's, for you to eat. No, hot- that's Chloe's. That's that's Chloe's go-to um, okay. in California. There, that's your number one go-to spot. So, <laughs> you should be proud. Okay. <laughs> All right, Cole. Well, man, we certainly, uh, you don't need to thank Heartbeat Hot Sauce if you're going to do a little rundown, but uh, we certainly covered them, that's for sure. But do you want to thank anyone, man? We'll let you get going, and it's getting dark here, so I better hit the road. Yeah, no, just shout out to the whole Solitaire family. Um, obviously, the the team's doing a phenomenal job, and, and then looking forward to more races ahead and more interviews ahead with you. All right, awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's end it there, man. Thanks, and like I say, I won't be seeing you until the east again. So good luck in Oakland, and we'll see you somewhere real soon. All right, sounds good, Billy. Stay strong. Okay, thank you. Bye bye.